Today's episode of Sense of Soul is sponsored by Keen. Keen is the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors. Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome back. Today on Sense of Soul, we have a beautiful guest named Gina Saval. She is a hypnotherapist who specializes with working with people's past lives. And she also has a podcast called Past Lives in the Divine. And Mandy and I both enjoy her podcast very much. And we are so excited to have you, Gina. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. Mandy and I spent the morning discussing and chatting over like our favorite episodes. They're all absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. And it's beautiful that you share your story and your experiences so raw. I just think it's such a great way to get people to understand like what exactly this is. Because it's one of those things where if you just hear about it, you're like, oh, that's, but then (laughs) if you actually walk through the experiences, is that the purpose of your podcast to really educate people, share your experience, to show them exactly step-by-step how it is beneficial? like the reason I started it. So Mandy and I started ours the same reason why you did and around the same time. Yeah. There's not enough people to talk about it and hoping that maybe you could have more conversations about the things like you only have a few people to talk about mm-hmm. this. And it makes you feel good when you can find somebody else that relates to what you're going through. Totally. And other people who kind of meet you in that space of like, I'm geeking out about it. And so are you. You can always call Mandy or I because (laughs) I think I know I personally feel that way all the time. I wanted to have more of these conversations with other people who are as excited about it as me. Your vulnerability is amazing. It's one thing to share words, and, and, but it's another thing to share these recorded sessions that you've had, yeah. your emotions and that rawness. So I really appreciate that about your podcast. A lot of my podcast episodes, I'm either rehashing my own past life regressions from the last five years, or I'm doing clients that want to rehash it. And it's so fun because even though when it's like mine, when I was the client on a past life regression and I rehash that for a podcast episode, it's like a mark in time, like, whoa, I'm way further than I was then. Mm. And to be like, ah, you know what? That piece of that past life regression speaks to me so much today. And back then I hardly even remembered it. So this is how you also started and got interested in working with clients doing this work. Mm Mm-hmm own healing experience. So I, so I had like a sports management degree and I started personal training, teaching group exercise, and it evolved to like wellness coaching, kind of life coaching type things since my mid twenties, just kind of had this thought of like, I should be happier by now. Like I ticked all the boxes that I thought would make me super happy by this time in my life. I started to dive in and just work on more like the mental side of health and wellness. And with that came like, of course, like therapy and I got into yoga and meditation, but I also started doing hypnosis just as a client, just for things that I felt like were deeper. And because I thought it would be a little entertaining and I was super curious, I was like, I'm going to do a past life regression. And the healing I got in that one session was like more healing than I had and understanding than I had ever gotten in a talk therapy session. Wow. 
totally unexpected too. Yeah, no idea. And it was just like this, my first session, I thought I was having a problem with like commitment, mm -hmm. but it was really a fear of failure, which I couldn't have gotten when I was in my conscious mind, right? In hypnosis, you work in the subconscious mind. And so that was just really revealing and like, whoa, I really cracked something open. And so since then, I've done other things. Like I go in and out of talk therapy based on what I'm doing. And I've tried so many other things like breath work, many types of different meditation, energy healing, Reiki, all of those things. Wow. But I always came back to past life regression. And as a wellness coach, I started being like, all right, this is beyond us. You're going to go to hypnosis. And so I was like sending my clients to the person I would go to for hypnosis. And then mm -hmm. eventually I just decided like wellness wasn't for me. I felt like it was getting in the way of people saying I need to look a certain way to feel good or you need to have certain health to, to be mm -hmm. okay. Long story short, big emotional wrecking. Um, life regression just kept coming up as an interest coming up as like Maybe I should do this. And even like I sat on it for three months, like, really? Is that what I'm going to do for a job? Like, it's so out there. And I, and I personally have had a lot of past lives where I've been killed for the work I was doing. Um, so just like addressing that fear of like getting out there and understanding the different threads of fear and healing them, understanding, mm. resolving, taking action. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh, yeah. In hindsight, it's like you can always see the thread, see that invisible guidance kind of yeah. ushering you along. How many past life regressions sessions do you think that you've had? Uh, at one point I was keeping track and then I stopped. So based on those numbers, I think I've been the client of either like 25, 30 times. I've seen three or four of my past lives twice. I was about to ask that. Yeah, which is always interesting because you'd think like, why do you need a rerun? But if you think of like every instance in your life is so layered, right? Okay. We're not only having this conversation right now, but we're carrying with us like what happened today, earlier today, this past week, all of that. And so all of that is layered in there to how we're feeling right now, how we're able yeah. to feel, how we want to feel. And so to be able to go and see different facets of different past lives is still, it's always healing. It's always incredibly beneficial. It's always like relevant to your life today. And mm. I always say, what's cool about that is like, even if you see like a, a boring or an easy past life, it's so much easier to look at someone's life and be like, oh, you should be doing A, B, and C. That would really clear up your problems. You Do you have a relationship with each life now? Because I feel like I have a relationship with both of mine that I've done. Like I know their personalities. I know what it feels like to be them. Mm -hmm. I am them. <laughs> yeah. But you've had a lot of them. And, and also you've worked with so many people. You like <laughs> some more than others. What's really interesting is I've had past lives where I'm like the villain. Because of the space of the subconscious mm -hmm. mind and just your awareness is closer to like your soul mm -hmm. self. It's really all compassion. And just being able to see it with the bigger picture in mind and the soul path in mind. So one of my past life regressions, I think it's like episode four or five, but I was essentially like a bounty hunter and was responsible for a lot of people's death and maybe even a lot of people who didn't deserve it. And I ended up ending my own life, that past life. And so because I can see it from a soul vantage point, 
it's really just love and compassion for that person, for who I was in that life. And then there are past lives where I was like, badass witch, sorceress, like making shit happen. And those are the memories I embody and meditate on when I'm feeling like fearful about speaking out, fearful about doing something, branching out, talking to someone about this work. And so it's like, even in the nasty lives, it's still so beneficial. It probably honestly is like the ones where I was a persecuted witch on some level, like an herbalist, a healer, uh, like an energy practitioner. Because of where I'm at in my life, I think those just speak to me, yeah. right? Like, of course I want to be those. Yeah. Okay, so where you're at in your life, mm-hmm. are those, is that where those lives will come in when you do a regression? Yeah, I think that whatever is ready to be healed will begin to kind of butt up against your consciousness. So sometimes that happens in the dream state. Sometimes it's just like flashes of weird thoughts in your head. But I think those are past lives that are like trying to talk to us, like the next healing that you have, something that's ready to be healed, that you're ready to heal it, whether you've grown enough or evolved enough or whatever that is, they'll show themselves. And that's oftentimes I ask clients always to bring an intention to the session. Like, what do you want to see in this past life? And it's all divinely guided and they always get what they need. It's almost like your subconscious mind is saying, hey, this is ready to be released. And then your conscious mind is like, hey, I know what we should work on. How much is karma a part of seeing each life? Or do you believe in karma after doing all of these regressions? I believe in karma in the sense of like, it's the work that we came here to do. Not necessarily like, if I killed someone in a past life, I'm going to get killed in this life, or I'm going to have like something dramatic like that happen. I think that we, we go into each life with a plan for what our soul wants to learn and grow. And I think with that ushers in hard times, good times, people that are helpful, people that kind of set us afire. Deb Shepard, that's what she said. She's not karma, it's dharma. And that is that we are evolving and growing. I liked the episode where you interviewed one of your close friends, Des, who the tree lover, who was absolutely yeah. adorable. You talked about life between lives. Could you explain to our listeners what that is? Because it kind of aligns with what you were just saying, how we pick our lives. We pick our, you talked about how you pick our, your parents, you pick your body. Yeah. So if you're someone who's inclined to indulge in the idea that we have past lives or whether you believe, yes, we have past lives. So the life in between lives is the life in between our past lives. So when we die, I see the life between lives as I personally call it the astral plane. So that's where we go and we rejuvenate, recuperate from this life, do any healing that we need to, lessons learned. Once we kind of get all of that healing and rejuvenation from that past life, okay in our soul, then we make a plan for the upcoming life. And that's when we go, I want to learn this. I want to be able to do that. And with those life lessons in mind, that's when we pick our body. That's when we pick our parents. That's when we pick key players in our lives and key players and like soulmates. Those aren't always people who make us feel good. Like sometimes they're the match that starts the bonfire that, you know, burns our life in a way that we would have never done before and grown Uh that's how I see the life between lives and we choose when we're going to be born and then we come in and do the life. That episode really resonated with me because what I got out of it was that when we can understand that our body, our parents, the the key players are people that we've chosen in our lives, then we can, instead of fight it, embrace it. 
Mm-hmm. And I totally. loved that and how it brought healing to your friend Des and even to you, because if you can yeah. understand that, quit fighting society and quit fighting it and just accept it, then we, you can look like she did. She looked down at her arms and was like, oh, I love myself. I love my body. Yeah. I really loved yeah. that episode and, and that message that came from it. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. It was, I guess, another reason why I do the podcast is because I don't think as humans, I don't think we have to go through destruction or difficult times in order to grow and change. I feel like that's a lot of times the only way we do it in some areas of our life. But Mm -hmm. it's so easy to, I think, especially in this realm of past lives, to see someone else's experience and kind of learn from that and get a healing, even if it is a light feeling of, okay, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Or, okay, yeah, I deal with that too. I can take that point of view. And so it, it can be healing just to hear about it, is my belief. Like, why Agreed. do people choose, or do people choose, to have the bad happen to them or for the circumstances to be so traumatic? Is that a choice that some people choose? Yeah, so I think we can come at it a couple different ways. I, I do think that sometimes, especially with children dying, and it's actually one of the reasons why I choose to believe in past lives and choosing your life path, because it's the only way I can wrap my fucking brain around these awful, awful things that happen to parents losing their kids at a young age, like just all of that. Suffering. The only way. Yeah. Especially. So I do believe that sometimes there is a contract of like, if someone dies, what appears to be prematurely is like, they have a contract and maybe it's simply so they can show up have a life that's not trauma and drama filled, have a good life and then exit before they create any sort of negative vibrations or karma, for example, like things that they would have to go back and relearn or anything like that. It's almost like a way for people to come back into life and like have a good life and be like, all right, I'm leaving a little early. And so I can come back and like do more in my next life. So it's almost like a break lap or a walking lap around the track. And that's my, that's how I wrap my mind around people too, where it's like everything is handed to them. They just fall ass backwards into the best situations in life. It's like, what the fuck? I'm trying so hard over here. And it's like, that's their path. That's not mine. Like maybe their next life is going to be hell. Maybe their previous life was, I don't know. Well, I always say, you know, people who have it like that, they're not really learning a lot of life lessons either. I mean, it's so fortunate when you do have everything that's great in your life, but Mm -hmm. it's all of these hard times that actually prove to be the deep work that is not very comfortable, but necessary. And it might be that soul was like, this is going to be absolutely painful, but I'm going to sign up to be your safe space so you can come to earth, have a good life that's not totally traumatic, and then leave. But I also, I think that there's like a plan, but then there's also free will. So someone can screw up your contract. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally. And because some of the backlash that people have is like, okay, well, did I choose my abusive parents? And it's, I think we choose people based on their potential. So if they roll up into life and have 20 or 30 years before becoming your parent, where they're making every wrong decision, maybe taking the easy way out, getting addicted to drugs, being nasty, whatever. And then they show up as your parent. You chose them, but like, wow. I don't think it's ever a green light for abuse. No one deserves that stuff. But sometimes other people's free will can, can kind of rub us in a way that makes our lives more difficult. But that's earth. It's just, it's fucking hard. 
Yeah. I didn't realize that, that hypnosis can help with so many different things. All the positive things that can come out of hypnosis. Could you maybe talk about that for a moment? Yeah. So what I think it goes back to is like the very basis of what I see is hypnosis. So every memory that we have is stored in our subconscious mind, every memory, everything. So if you believe in past lives and like the life in between lives, all of those memories are stored there. And so when we go into hypnosis, what we're doing, or at least the kind of hypnosis I do, I don't do like stage hypnosis and stuff. All you're doing is getting into a relaxed state where you're just like hovering above sleep. And when you're able to do that, your conscious mind is able to like get in the back seat. So mm -hmm. your subconscious mind can have front seat. So this is not, I am all for talk therapy and this is not everyone's experience, which I'm totally fine with. But for me, talk therapy isn't as effective because my conscious mind is always like, how can I win? How can I get this person to think I'm doing really good? Which is obviously fucking terrible for healing. Like this is <laughs> right. not a performance. And so for me in hypnosis, it's able to like move my conscious mind, who I think I am, who I want to be, my plan, you know, my goals, my linear thought for life. And it's just going, what's the truth in the subconscious mind? And with that, we can get to anything, emotional reactions, how to relate to people better, how to know ourselves better, understand our fears, all of that. You said that when you've had your first regression that it kind of took you a minute to get down to, you know to that deep state i loved how you said that and like, if i can do it anybody can do it i'm not superstitious but i feel incredibly superstitious when i say it's like knock on wood everyone i've ever worked with has gone somewhere some people intend to see a past life but they see like scenes from their childhood and then maybe like a scene or two from a past life but they always come out going i know why that happened i'm I needed to see that to connect those dots. And it's just one of the many, many ways that is proven to me over and over in every session that it's divinely guided and that I'm not magic. It's I'm getting you to unlock your magic and our guides are working together to make sure you have an experience that's going to help you today. And then it's my job to like lead you wherever you want to go, your intention statement, your questions. And then because I'm just inquisitive and curious, I always ask, like, if someone was like, oh, Mandy, say you got a message from your spirit guides, and it was like, you need to meditate. And it was like, then I push back and go, okay, spirit guides, is that like meditate four hours a day, two minutes a month? So I see me as like the person who's grounded, kind of like holding the balloon with the person in hypnosis, their consciousness high, getting all this information, digging deep into their subconscious mind, high or deep, however you want to put it. And I'm there like guiding, making sure they're kind of checking the boxes of like what they wanted to accomplish in this session. I love that. Thank you. That is an awesome way for me and our listeners to understand your position and facilitating. That was, okay. that was great. Hey, Sense of Soul listeners. We'd like to share with you a little bit about today's sponsor, Keen. Keen is the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors, providing quality love and relationship advice, psychic advice, and tarot readings since 1999. Keen has enabled nearly 50 million conversations to date. I had a lovely conversation with an experienced advisor who gave me great advice and clarity to my question through a tarot reading. Whether you're looking for advice on your love life, career, or simply just looking for guidance during these uncertain times, Keen's trusted advisors are here to help. You can chat with an advisor 24-7 by phone or by chat or by downloading the Keen app.
Shanna, I love that you and I both had an amazing experience on Keen. My psychic advisor was on point with her guidance and very professional. I also love how user-friendly the website was and all the cool articles that they have on there. Another thing I like about Keen is that every conversation is backed by a satisfaction guarantee and is 100% anonymous, meaning you can join risk-free. Some of the advisors were priced as low as $1.99 a minute. That is some of the lowest prices in the industry. When you find the right advisor, developing an ongoing relationship leads to a number of benefits. Monthly intuition setting, gaining clarity on the significance of synchronicities, which you know I love, chakra clearing, and also just helping you raise your vibration. Visit trykeen.com slash sense of soul today. And as our listener, you will get your first five minutes for just $5. Because you know what? You deserve answers. Thank you to Keen for sponsoring this episode. Dream interpretation. I had no idea that was something you could do during hypnosis. Can you explain to our listeners how? Yeah, for sure. So just like I explained going into the subconscious mind, it's a little bit easier to get to the truth of like these wild emotions that we feel. And the same is true, right? Like if I'm just consciously thinking about a dream and why I had it, I might be tying tying more to like, what did the dream look like? Who was actually in it and how I feel. But when you go into trance, you're able to kind of shut off that conscious mind and really get to the root of like, how does this feel? Not all dreams I think are worth like interpreting or dissecting. I think some of them just kind of like legit brain garbage. Oh, I was dreaming about zombies all night while I was watching Walking Dead for three hours before I went to bed. Like that Mm -hmm. makes sense. But we all wake up and have those dreams where they're just incredibly emotional, good emotion, bad emotion, yourself related to someone else. When we get into that trance state, we're able to really analyze, like I think of the dreams like that as every part of that dream is me. And so if I can get into, like I used to have dreams about tornadoes or dreams about being shot. So it was like taking one dream. And for me in trance, it's a lot easier to go in and be like, and what is the shooter feeling? And then whatever the shooter is feeling, is that related to how I feel about life? And it always was. The moment I could feel the different facets of that dream, like the dysfunctional, Mm fear-based, irrational parts of that dream, I stopped having that dream. Have you ever found that a dream was actually a past life? Not me personally, but I have clients who are like, "Mm, I knew I would see that past life. I've been dreaming about it. I have reoccurring dreams at the same place you know, with people I've never seen before. Sometimes they're familiar people, but sitting on this porch I've never been to before. Sometimes it's not of the same period. Sometimes it's futuristic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's just like another way that the soul tries to talk to us. I never realized all the benefits that hypnosis can help with that being in hypnosis not only could help you to access the past life, but then your current emotions all at the same time and then connecting the dots in the healing process. Can hypnosis help with systemic racism that may be in our blood, in our DNA, in our past? My personal belief that like anti-racism work is a part of my work on my soul. I believe, just based on everything I've read from non-white people's point of view, is this whole system that we live in, in a sense, was set up to favor people with this color skin and with white skin. And that's, that's what white privilege is about. It's not that I didn't have a hard life or that I didn't work hard. It's just that I've never had a problem because of my skin color. And so mm-hmm. to me, 
anti-racism work, it's like, I'd love to show up and be like, hey, everybody, I don't have a problem with anyone, which consciously I don't. But subconsciously, hundreds of years of my family being in this country, of us being in this country, it's like, we, it's in the air we breathe. It's in the system we participate in. It's in the news stories that are slanted in that direction. And so I think it's just another shadow where it's like, I don't want to believe I harbor those thoughts. But the anti-racism work for me is being like, where do you harvest those thoughts? When you see something, is that a racist thought that automatically gets triggered in your mind? And now go into that. And like, how can you undo that? So I believe me changing my world on the inside is a part of the work I do to change the world on the outside. Of in the middle of it, aren't you? You're in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. We are in the middle of it. Yeah. This morning when I was writing down thoughts about our interview today with you, I was thinking about how when you go and get hypnosis, that sometimes it's a lot of work. And you mentioned that quite a few times. And mm -hmm. in today's world, people struggle with putting in the work. We want what we want. We want it now. We like to look to the outside world. We like pointing fingers. But in reality, in order to make a big shift, we've got to each individually do work. And I know for me, even with my recovery and my addiction, that's what held me back for like many years. It was because mm. I was being lazy and I didn't want to have to look inward and look in the mirror. You know, in our society, people are trained to look outward and not inward. And yeah. it kept coming up to me when you were talking about the work that change is work. It can be hard. But I also like that you just added in that if you come into a session with you, sometimes they'll just click and it's gone. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not work, but a lot of times it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And with the changes that happen in hypnosis, like sometimes we come out of it and we're just changed. Sometimes it can take up to like three, four, five weeks, almost like a month-ish for our mind, body, spirit to kind of recalibrate. But what I think is so cool is like, if you stay engaged, which most people, I mean, I would think everybody who comes to me is pretty mindful. I mean, I don't know if you roll up to past life regression being like, I don't know how I got here. Let me try it. <laughs> but everybody seems pretty mindful. This is work though, that if you put in the work, you can see the rewards, like even immediately or after a few weeks. And so I think that that's the benefit of it because we're so trained in our culture to be like, I'll be happy when. I get this house and this kind of boat and this kind of car and this kind of partner and these kind of kids and this kind of dog, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And it never works. We get it and we might be happy for like a week and then we're mm -hmm. off of it. And so that's why I think this work is great too. And why I keep coming back to it is like, yeah, it's fucking hard work, but I always see a benefit. Guess what? There's no way in hell that in all of your past lives, you're white. No. <laughs> right. Bottom line is we all haven't been white for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. Seeing a different point of view from the vantage point of a memory, a soul memory is so impactful. But I also believe that our ability to show up and be like, I'm not perfect. I'm here to do the work. I'm going to fuck up. Yeah. But I want to be here for you. That yeah. takes a lot of worthiness on my yeah. end and a lot of self-love on my end. And like enough, even if I'm not perfect, I don't know if I could have been doing the phone calls and the emails and just the reading that I do now about all the anti-racism work that I've been doing over the last three, four years. I wasn't there when I was 20. I was too disgruntled and resentful about my childhood. I was too, mm -hmm. I'm the victim. I'm angry. 
And so if we can move out of that and become a little bit more whole, we're able to stand up and see just even more of our not beautiful parts that are ready to be heard out, dissolved, healed. Wow. You know, I have the same calling to heal within me, but I did it through ancestral healing, which some of my past life regression was validating that ancestral healing. So it's very interesting. And I really hope that more of us are called to face that and Mm -hmm. do the deeper work that is not so surface. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. That's kind of what I was getting at was I think that in order for our our society and our world as a whole to really shift, that that's really where it's at. That's where the solution is, is that each one of us is going to have to go within and do some work. I really believe that's truly where that shift would happen. I think it's like faith that even if I show up and make a mistake, that my intention is to be here and to help. So if I get called out on something I did wrong or I'm not perfect, I'm new on this journey, but I'm, I'm here to help. I'm willing to listen and to learn. And I think mm-hmm. that that takes a really strong sense of like soul connection mm-hmm. and self-love to be able to show, cause I have, I wasn't there like in my early twenties or. When I think of a session, a past life regression or get, you know, using hypnosis, my first thing in my mind goes, oh, insurance isn't going to cover it. And it's going to be so expensive that I'm not even going to call. I feel like even with the EMDR that I had to do for my PTSD, it wasn't covered. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these amazing, amazing, more holistic therapies and tools that we can use aren't covered by freaking insurance. And so you, my question to you is, what is like the normal price? Can people afford it? Your assumption is correct that my work is a little too weird for insurance. <laughs> for a first-time client, it's $160. And then for return clients, it's $120. And sessions last anywhere between like 90 minutes and two and a half hours. From the moment you walk in the door, we have a 20-minute discussion. You go into trance. We debrief a little. Most people are out of there in two hours. But I always just have people schedule two and a half because I never want to feel like I got to cut them off or like boot them out or something like yeah. that. Do you do long-distance work? Yeah. So the blessing of this virus and all this madness pushed me to do online sessions, which I was Mm. fucking terrified about. I was terrified about doing those online sessions, but they're amazing. They're amazing. And people go just as far, just as fast, and maybe even get more just in the comfort of their own home. It's so surprising to me. I love it one of the positives I've seen is it's been really interesting and inspiring to see people come up with solutions and also been pushed to do things outside of their comfort zone during COVID. Oh, that was so well said. I feel the exact same way. Like personally inside, like I see that myself, but it's so fun to watch like people I know who are in podcasting or entrepreneurship, like see how they pivot and change. It's just like, it's really cool. So I guess in the midst of being kind of in the middle of the whole protesting that hopefully in a couple of months, we'll be talking about all the cool, positive things that have come out of Mm -hmm. that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're already starting to see some positive change, which is Yeah. It's hard to see blessings when you're in the midst of the storm, but they're always there. (laughs) Yeah. That's very true. Has it calmed down in Minneapolis at all? Um, I think it's calmed down a little bit. But there's definitely still protests going on. My kids say that I live under a rock. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I felt like I really needed to express to you is that it gave me a hunger to do some hypnosis and past life regressions. The last episode, you talked a lot about perception and... Mm. 
your words around perception and your lesson you learned in a past life regression and how tweaking just one thing changed your life was beautiful. Yeah. Can you talk about perception for a moment? So that was a past life regression where I actually saw two past lives and one, it was very clear that I was like ostracized, the community that it was like a nomadic community. And, and then the second life that I saw, I think that might've been the only session where I've seen two past lives in one session. It was this young man who just grew up with these loving, supportive parents and this sense of wholeness and worthiness and how much easier and more pleasant life seemed just with that shift in perception. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a big, and I, I think it's a human thing too, but just, I can point to many things in my life that have led to like this sense of being unworthy. And in my rear view mirror, I can always see, I always sell myself short with that feeling. And so if I perceive that I'm loved, if I perceive that I'm supported, if I perceive that I'm enough, that I'll be able to handle whatever comes my way, life is going to feel so much easier. And then it's important, I think, too, to remember that my perspective is my perspective. And that doesn't mean that someone else can't have their own perspective. Someone might be like, I did past life regression. It was stupid. It didn't help me. I am not here to convince you. Like, that's your experience. If you feel called to have another experience or try it out, like, go for it. But I'm not here to argue it. And the same is true, even just like the protests and all that stuff that we've been talking about when people who are white can't understand why this is such an issue for people of color. It's like, well, have you ever absorbed their point of view in books, documentaries, even following them on social media, listening to their podcasts? Like, are you absorbing their point of view? Or are you just taking your point of view and assuming that it's someone else's point of view? And that to me has helped me let go of a lot of shit. And not just in terms of race, but in terms of just like everyday people that make me go, why are you acting like that? (laughs) You're driving me insane. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what their perspective is. I don't know what they got going on. I'm glad that's not, I'm not acting like that. Perception is just, it's like the lens from which we view life. I loved how you were like, it's a way to give your human mind a fucking break. (laughs) (laughs) Because we do, we need to give our fucking human mind a break once in a while. I love your F-bombs. Oh my God. Those resonated with me. And, <laughs> and I love that you said that really appreciating the moment. That was something else you talked about when you were talking about perception. That, you know, if you, you yeah. don't argue that reality and you change your perception, then in that moment, you can realize that this is the moment no matter what. It would be this moment no matter what, even if your life is perfect or not. The moment is yeah. the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, what have you seen that the importance of past life regression is? I think it's the ability to see the bigger picture. And so all of these things that I find within myself that I don't particularly like or things I want to change or know I need to heal, that it's more than just you fucked up. Now you have to do this work. It's like I get to do this work because this bigger picture, right? Like I can see how it affects my life now. And I think that feeling that profound connection that we feel when we're in trance, it's so different from if I were to tell you, oh, you were a powerful witch in a past life. There's a shred of doubt, right? Like, well, is she? Is is she sure? Is she reading me correctly? But if we feel it in a memory, it fills you with such confidence, love, another perspective, which is huge for many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. And so 
that sense of a stronger connection to your soul, a stronger connection to your higher power, to your spirit guides, to your angels, to me, that's been life-changing, knowing I'm not alone in working through that. I've created a life where I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. Because a lot of people are like, why do we need to visit the past? You want to look totally. back at the past. You look back at the past so you don't continue to make the same mistakes. So is this what soul evolution is? Is this why we have so many lives? I think so, yeah. I think that we're continually evolving to become more if you use the word God, more God-like, if you use the word more universe, love, compassion, kindness, I don't pretend to know everything. I don't know everything. I think I have what? an idea of what happened. You don't? Are you no. serious? Is this over? I feel like you kind of do after listening <laughs> to this, all your podcasts. Is this interview <laughs> over? <laughs> the evolving soul, lessons to be learned. How many freaking lives and how many times do we have to go through this shit? <laughs> do we know what's at the end? Do you become like a guide at the end? Some people I, believe that. I think that you probably could. So the in-between lives is where you can actually really talk to your spare guides and stuff like that. I even got my, my soul's name out of my in-between lives. <gasps> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, we could ask a spare guide, what were you before you were a spare guide? Mm, yeah. Yes. My <laughs> mind is like the emoji. Right? <laughs> I wish so, our listeners could see your guys' face when Shanna said that. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I'm just trying to figure out the system. See, I'm a detective, and I'm sure I was in a past life because I'm pretty good. Yeah, you're amazing, actually. I would be interrogating my spirit guide. You can connect with your spirit guides oh, anyway, yeah. anyhow, right? Yeah. But we could go in a hypnosis session and, like, ask those questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do think that would be incredibly... Because we're always so focused on the healing and the client, you, you probably aren't focused on questions to the spirit guide and ask him about his story because it's not his story. Can you imagine if you're working with a client, they're like, wait a minute, what about me? <laughs> Start having an intimate conversation with their spirit guide. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Your spirit guide wants you to give them a past life regression. <laughs> if people want to know more about it, what are some books and suggestions you have? I always read the books of like Brian Weiss, Michael mm -hmm. Newton, Dolores Cannon, Lois J. Wetzel. I just, I love learning about it. I love reading about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My husband and I just listened to Dolores Cannon on a road trip and that's not really his deal. And by the end, he was like, <laughs> I want more. I want more. I want more. <laughs> Experience with starseeds and with aliens. I don't personally have any stories from myself. I have had a couple clients. I do find that interesting. And even just when you talk about like, what is the point of past lives? What are we evolving to? I personally believe that aliens have something to do with it. Like your guys' podcast episode about aliens versus angels. I mean, that's like one of my favorite episodes that you two did. The show Ancient Aliens, like all of that. I'm like, I believe it. It yeah. makes so much yeah. sense to me. And I think that it's fear that holds people back from looking at it from just a really open, mm -hmm. wide-eyed point of view. This is maybe off topic, but I did have a astrology session and she was paired with an intuitive communicator. And it was really interesting because this astrologist actually talks about past lives in your chart, what she sees, your relationships. It's, she's amazing. And she was like, on May 20th of this year, you're going to have like an energy shift and an energy is going to come in and in talking about it and those two talking about it and getting a read both said, if you're open to like an extraterrestrial guide, I, I think that's what's coming in. And they were like, you're going to have a connection with 
a Taurus or Tauruses who are going to... Anna and I are both Tauruses. Oh, shit. Do you hear what she just said? That's crazy. Yes, I know. It's very strange. <laughs> oh, my God. I, have, like, I love it. All over. Okay, yeah, so she just said it, it's either going to be a client or a connection or something's going to come in and it's going to open you up to different things, experiences, conversations, contact, all of that. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and eventually it'll really influence your work in terms of maybe you're regressing people to different planets. And I was like, I'm open to it. Like, I don't feel ready right now, but shoot, I'm open to it. Sign me oh, up. Oh my God. I know, right? I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So you were already in this line of work before you met your husband? No, he witnessed the, you know, crumbling down of my previous career of not oh, burning. And, and, and so he supported you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been like in my, in my weird on some level since I've met him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he didn't think you, you were turning Definitely. completely crazy. <laughs> no. You know, my husband witnessed my shift as well. And yeah. he's always supported it. He's never, he's always open to listen. I mean, we're lucky in that sense. It shifted a lot for sure, but it, I'm lucky that he didn't throw me in a insane asylum like we talked about. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's scared you're going to put a spell on him. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. <laughs> well, Gina, it has been such a pleasure talking oh, to you. Uh, why don't you share with our listeners where they would be able to get a hold of you if they wanted to do a past life regression? Yeah, so you can go to uh, calminghypnosis.com, like my services where you can sign up, where you can learn about them, and then past lives and the divine is my podcast. Thank you for your wisdom, your vulnerability, your honesty, you know, just putting out your energy into the world. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. It was such a pleasure. Listeners, you have got to go listen to her podcast. Every episode I ended on feeling like my vibration was raised. I mm -hmm. felt happier. I felt like I learned something. I have the chills right now even talking about it. It's a must listen. Podcasters have to support and promote and represent each other when we are aligned with the same purpose to simply help others. So oh it's past gosh, lives and the divine. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.